Welcome everybody to Haven of Horror. I'm Subject 879. Got the Day Ghost. Uh, good to have you on the show, buddy. Always appreciate when you're here. And uh, you've talked me into watching a couple movies today. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about The Fly. Another surprise remake movie? of a 50s movie. Uh, no, you... the David Cronenberg remake. Have you seen the original? Okay. No, I just know Vincent Price is in it. So that's why I want to watch reason it. That's enough for me to check it out. All right, so The Fly centers around Jeff Goldblum playing Seth Brundle, Seth, who yeah. is a scientist working on teleportation, but it won't work on flesh. Uh, you get a really nasty scene where a monkey is turned inside out. It was cool as hell. Um, but eventually he gets it right and then decides he's ready for human testing. And a fly zips in and he starts turning into a fly. And if there's anything this movie taught me, it's the flies should be eradicated because they're disgusting creatures who get in the way of things. Um, uh, not what I expected. This is kind of first and foremost a romance movie. Like, that's what I was going to say. You missed out on like the entire plot with your description, which is. <laughs> Uh, he gets Gina Davis's character uh, to who is a journalist to kind of you know study what he's doing so that she can write a book about it because this movie thematically is very much um, based on like you know STDs. Okay, interesting. Where like this is kind of like yeah, like that's what they were going for. Like it's being with somebody who gets like AIDS or something like that. And that's kind of like the thematic thing of like this woman who is dating this guy who becomes the fly. And then like, you know how that affects like him and how it affects her. See, I thought it, I'm going to be honest. I just got out of it. Your typical like science is bad. Uh, I would have never picked up on that AIDS metaphor. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yep. Um, yeah. So, like I said, first and foremost, you know, this is a rom romantic trauma uh, tragedy. Obviously, things don't end well when you become a fly. Um, this is David Cronenberg's probably biggest film. I think everybody, if you, even if you haven't heard of David Cronenberg, you know what the fly is, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, the fly. I mean, visually, you know, the original fly is probably like the more like recognizable thing. You know, the guy, the scientist man with the fly head. But uh, people definitely know the fly. So, in our blob review, you had mentioned that this is part of a trilogy with the thing and blob as '80s remakes. Not of technically, in my head, yeah. Well, I was getting <laughs> there as a movie. Movies that are remaking 50s movies in the 80s uh, and upping the effects, the gore, the blood, and in this movie, sex, mm -hmm. I guess. How? Where would you rank this in that? In those three? Probably second. Because the, th the thing is the thing. But also, like... <laughs> yeah, like neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this like is... I said in that one, I think the blob is like the weakest of the three, just in terms of looking at them together. 
and then the thing in the flyer, like, uh, but they're also very different movies. Interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. I think I would put this, yeah, this second is a movie with like basically two char- two three characters too. Yeah, like, really, maybe three locations too. Which surprised me that it had a bigger budget than the th- than the blob. Uh, but it also made like four times as much money as the blob. Um, it also had bigger actors, and um, I'm sure a lot of that effects work was probably like a bit like kind of harder to pull off. There are some scenes in this. Perfect. I, I cannot believe they pulled that off. Yeah, um, no, this fits in with the thing where it's like I don't think there's really like a bad effect in the movie. It's it's just very perfect and it's one of the most like beautiful beautiful films that makes movies disgusting and that's the point um but we'll we'll get there so i guess the first thing we should talk about is i think what makes or breaks this film how do you feel about jeff goldblum and gina davis's relationship with this movie I think both those actors are awesome i think they like both do a great job in this movie well, you know what's interesting? Absolutely. Is they were married during. Oh, I didn't know that. That's weird. This I can't their... picture them like as like a couple in real life. I can like I can picture it in the you know the context of this movie. <laughs> uh, that this is the second of two movies that they did. They were married from 1987 to 1991. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, and I think that helps their chemistry. Like the uh... yeah, and this movie also fits in with my like just great sadness that Gina Davis did not have like a bigger career. <laughs> she is awesome. Like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I've only seen her in a few things, but uh, I agree with you. I wish she had been in bigger things or at least things that I want to see, you know, but don't uh, forget yeah, she was in the Stuart really Little things. Oh, of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jeff Goldblum's awesome in this movie, of course. Uh, his entire story is very tragic, but he does like a very good job physically too, where he's like, he's this person. And then when he like kind of mixes with the fly, like the kind of like fly twitches that he does, you know, where it's like the, like the kind of, you know what I mean? Of the movies that I've seen him in, which I admittedly are few and far between this might be his best performance. I like him in Jurassic Park, so. but he's just kind of weird guy in that movie. <laughs> he's the comic relief in that movie, yeah. Yeah, in this he's like, he's doing a specific performance that evolves as the movie evolves. And, uh... Yeah, because Jurassic Park kind of sets his career in a sense, and then a lot of movies try to go back to that. But he's, just like I said, he's the comedic relief for that movie. Well, here he's, you know, this like really tragic character. Although his hair did make me and laugh. And the entire time, like, it's very sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I did laugh a couple times at the start of his hair because of his hair. It's just that 80s, like, big thinking. Oh, his, like, really long hair? His mullet? <laughs> yeah. No scientist would have that mullet. I'm sorry. That yeah, um, looks good. <laughs> So, what is your favorite effect in this film? Okay, I'm going to have to go with uh, at the end of the movie, because the big thing is that this movie, he he doesn't just, like, walk out of the pod and he's fly head. 
it's like a very slow process of him becoming more and more fly like and um so like we get like him he's kind of got like a rash on his face and so forth and then like his like his teeth fall out his nails come off his ears fall off all this just different stuff but the reason why i like setting it up is because it's towards the end which is where uh, Gina Davis like grabs his jaw and it rips off and then his face opens up and it's like got like the fly creature living in his skin and his skin all peels off of it specifically because when his face opens up it squishes his eyes together and they like squish and just like liquid like leaks out and it's it's insane <laughs> that was the that that scene made me go, oh my god. But right before that, uh, the scene where he spits on creepy stalker guy uh, and, like, dissolves his foot and his hand off, I was like, oh my god. What the hell? He's gonna eat him. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's very disturbing. <laughs> it's like that build-up, right? Like, Oh, we're gonna tease you with this. Oh, he's deformed. We're gonna tease you this, and then you just go full like balls to the walls. His jaw just came off. He just melted that man's hand. Uh. Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm sh- I know like a lot of people squirm when you see things like him peeling the nail off, the nails off, and stuff like that. Oh. And then he like squeezes his finger, and like the pus shoots out. That that would be a painful process, right? Like, oh. In, in, like, real life, but I don't think it's supposed to be painful for him because it's just, like, his body's, like, changing. So it's, like, mm-hmm. almost more so, like, his body kind of, like, grows in a certain way and then it's just things that aren't needed and it just kind of falls off. And that's why he has his little museum dedicated to Brundle uh, that he keeps in his mirror. <laughs> uh, the... The dream sequence with the baby also got me because I didn't know what the hell I was looking at for a second. Uh, and then I realized it was a nightmare. Uh, yeah, that's really gross. It also set up a they, sequel to this movie. Yeah, they pull like the egg sack out of her. Well, see, that was just a vision of what the sequel would be. That's why it was a nightmare. We mentioned with the blob that, you know, this movie is very well paced. That movie was very well paced. It was never boring. Even though, and, and this is also never boring, but it's a different kind of pacing, right? Like, this is a slow, methodical, like, we're going to make you wait for what you came here to see. Yeah, well, it's that Jaws thing, right? Like, you're just kind of waiting for it, and that buildup is really effective. It, especially, it's not, you know, the... 2014 Godzilla thing where it's kind of too little too late by the end like by the time we get the fly like it's awesome this movie made me feel bad for a fucking giant fly like (laughs) yeah no I love the ending of this so uh Jeff Goldblum fly brundle as he as he calls or brundle fly as he calls himself um he realizes that if he goes into the kind of teleportation device with other people it can like make him more human than fly so he's gonna put like himself and gina davis's character in it and um 
the like creepy st- the boyfriend who at the start is kind of brought up as like the creepy stalker one and end up ends up being more good like he's definitely not like a good person um but like helps her out more in the la- the latter half mm-hmm. and um he kind of like shoots cuz initially there's two pods you go in one and teleport to the other, but he makes like a new setup where there's two pods, and then you know something goes in each. Those both like combine into a third pod. So the like boyfriend guy disconnects the one that she's in, and then Brundlefly breaks out of the pod that he's in, and the pod, it's just the one, but it like merges both the pod because it's open and the fly and when he comes out and he's like a mix of wiry of like wires and machinery sorry um and like the fly it's like oh my god and uh gina davis gets a shotgun and he like pulls it to its own head it's definitely feel bad i feel bad even and... though he's like evil yeah well it's not really him that's evil right it's the the fly, the fly instinct, instincts. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's what this movie was was smart to do, is make this a tragedy. Um, yeah. Because, like, me personally, I love a good horror tragedy. What I love so much about Carrie is, like, that is very much a tragedy first. Um, but I think this movie lives and dies on him and Gina Davis having chemistry, which... Apparently they were married, so I mean they better have some kind of chemistry, <laughs> even if it didn't yeah, last. I think they were quite good in this, yeah, absolutely. Even if it didn't last, he's been married like three times, like the movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he turned into a giant fly, and she had to put him down. That's why I haven't seen him in exactly. anything big since Jurassic Park too. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, both times I've seen this, I've had that kind of reaction of like. Man, like it sucks to see this character like fall this way. He was the chosen one. <laughs> he was supposed to destroy the flies, not join them. Oh man. Um, but I think it's interesting that they were going for like the STD reference metaphor because obviously, you know, when this came out, that was a big deal. But I think there's a few different like readings you could have on this. Uh, I think there is definitely a little bit of like messing with things that you shouldn't be messing with. Um, that's just inherent to the fly as a, as a thing in general yeah that goes back to the original yeah and um, I had another one but I forgot um, yes it wasn't really a read <laughs> I guess we should also mention this movie had anywhere from a 9 to 15 million dollar budget uh, which is also insane with how good the effects look like I've seen $10 million today, and it does not look as good as this would be. Yeah, even uh, there's the part where Brundlefly is, like, crawling along the walls. And, like, you know how they did that. But, like, there's a part where he gets back onto the floor, and there's just so many just small details and stuff on, like, the actual floor. So in order to do that, like, kind of flipping thing they would have had to staple or like nail down every single thing there and it's just like it's insane <laughs> yeah uh, they had to they clearly had to think that out 
And it's one of those things where it's like, that's really cool. And like, I, I applaud them for that effort. But I'm sure every filmmaker's relieved they don't have to worry about that as much nowadays. <laughs> mm. This also looks better than most movies nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not quite there with CGI. We're getting... Um, mm, depends what it is. Yeah. As long as it doesn't like clip through the floor, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Fuck you, Alien Covenant. Um, yeah, it was a little weird at the beginning because, like, they're 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 never explicit about her relationship with her editor. Uh, at least at the beginning, like she goes more into details after the incident occurs. Um, but yeah, he's really creepy at the beginning. Like, what are you doing, dude? Calm down. <laughs> yeah, because he he's basically like the villain in the first half, and then in the second half, he's the one that's like helping out Gina Davis. Yeah. Not that he's like a he's a good person, but shades of gray, I guess. Uh yeah, I mean it's that thing where we have a worse thing to worry about now. Um exactly. Jeff Goldblum is fly. Should be scared of Jeff Goldblum in general, but now he's a fly. Maybe that's why he's been divorced like three times. He's really just a crazy person. Well, yeah, because he sh- spits bile at things. <laughs> oh, God, that's still... Oh, that's the other thing that you could read about this movie. It's just that the human body is disgusting. And then it's even more disgusting when you mix it with fly DNA. Yeah, I think that's just like Cronenberg's like, filmography, yeah. Yeah, his son's got to be out possessor that I want to watch. Because uh, apparently it's nice. very golden age Cronenberg. Have you seen any of his other films? Okay. No. Well, Austin, I think we've covered pretty much anything. everything. Is there anything else that you want to mention? Uh, no. No, do you want me to give my ranking? Before, oh, I do want to say real quick, though, the baboon made me smile. Uh, the one that lives. In general? <laughs> you saw a baboon and you smiled? No, he's got that baboon for the testing. Yeah, no, I know. I hate you sometimes. Uh, but no, I the one that survives and then like runs up and hugs him, that, that scene made me smile. It was nice. Oh, when he gets transformed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I because the first one gets turned mm-hmm. inside out, and then the second one survives, and it's like hugging him and shows like, oh, a nice. Well, yeah, and I was just reading that one also would have died, uh, but they cut that scene. Oh, interesting. He would have uh, mixed it with a cat. Oh God. Yeah, but apparently it was like test screeners did not like like that scene because it was too like horrifying and graphic. Well, no and shit. And it like made and it made. Uh, Goldblum's character look like too evil. Mm-hmm. That's some full metal optimist shit. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and give your ranking and then I'll do final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 5 because <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, I don't really have like any negatives with this movie. Like It's just, it's really good. Everybody should see it. 
I am also going to give this movie a 5 out of 5, which means it goes on our 5 out of 5 list that I'm maintaining. And yeah, there's no there's no downside to this movie. It's just, it is a really good movie. You want a tragic romance, it's got it. You want disgusting body horror, it's got it. You want to see Jeff Goldblum do weird things, you got it. <laughs> like, there's no downside to this movie. Go watch it if you haven't seen it already. Well, guys, that is our review of David Cronenberg's The Fly. Uh, these will probably be up Monday. I might try to put one up Sunday. Um, if you haven't already, check out our Insidious commentary. It should be up as soon as Austin figures out how to upload it to the Google Drive so that I can edit it. And we will see you guys back next week. And depending on if Austin is available, we're going to do some fun movies. Uh, one of them he's going to hate me for because he hasn't realized that it sucks yet. Uh, But no, uh, Austin, as always, thank you for hanging out and talking movies with me. And we will see you guys next Saturday or next yeah. upload. Have a good one. Yep. See you.